Hi, everyone, and welcome to Where Faith Grows. I'm your host, Laura Lambert. Every episode, I sit down with a friend, some old and some new, and we explore areas of our lives where we can let faith thrive and flourish. I'm so happy you're joining me here today. Let's find out together where faith can grow. Welcome back to Where Faith Grows. This week, I had the opportunity to chat with Coley Browning, and we're talking all about the feeling of being behind in life. Coley Browning is a Midwest girl on the Gulf Coast scene, living with a glass of icy cold brew coffee in her hand and Jesus in her heart. She loves to encourage others through podcasting, writing, mentorship, and speaking. With over 10,500 episode downloads, Still With You is her podcast space for sharing gold, inspiring stories with genuine friends about our faithful God. Coley's love for the edgy and unlikely things in life spill over into every fueling conversation and keep things interesting, to say the least. Connect with her on social media at Coley Browning or through her website, coleybrowning.com. This episode is so, so amazing. Coley and I cover a lot of topics in this one, from feeling behind to trusting God's prompting to following the Holy Spirit to making a difference and even some college football talk. We really cover a lot of ground. So without further ado, here's my chat with the amazing Coley Browning. Okay, welcome to the show, Coley. Hey, I said your name Laura. right. <laughs> yes, you did say my name right. And we've already talked about this and established my sincere love for your name, Laura Lambert. Like, I don't know how that God was. True. Yes, that God is so good to give you like the double L's. I love it so much. We can, I guess we can thank my husband for being born a Lambert so that I could one day be a Lambert. Yes. He paved the way for me to have alliteration. He made um, a way where there was no way. I'm just kidding. Yes, sing it, sing it. That's, <laughs> this whole we're just gonna actually do praise and worship. We're not actually gonna have a podcast episode. You're just gonna sing for us. Yes, yes. <laughs> also to the listeners, sorry if we're a little bit loopy. We're recording this at 8 p.m., which for me is basically bedtime. I don't know. When is your bedtime? Oh. Goodness. Okay. So I get up at 5 a.m. So sometimes no. <laughs> it's at 9.30. I love mornings. Mornings are like my favorite time during the day. I wish it could be 6 a.m. for like eight hours. I love it. Um, but I usually go to bed around 10 o'clock, 10.30. I okay. was born to yeah. live on little sleep. I think it just yeah, runs I was gonna say in that's my family. Impressive. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. I'm My family, like my dad is that way. And then also like I've kind of adapted to military culture and I'm learning that no one sleeps. Like no one sleeps. We just drink coffee and don't sleep. Who needs it? Honestly. I'm just kidding. I actually am a sleep diva. (laughs) I go to sleep at like, well, I would say sometimes I go to sleep at 10 and I do like mornings, but you have to get me out of bed. Like once I get out of bed and get going, I love mornings and I love the vibe of mornings, but Mm -hmm. I don't love actually getting out of bed. (laughs) Do you feel like you have a creative hour? Like, do you feel like there's an hour where you're like, this is when I'm most productive and have all my brilliant ideas? When is that for you? I think like 7 to 8 a.m. is like my time. It is my jam because I've had a little bit of coffee. I'm like Mm -hmm. ready to go. Usually it's still kind of quiet. Henry will play independently around that time. Mm -hmm. And I can just 
focused. What do you have a creative hour yourself? I do. It's it's actually a span of hours, but it's like eight a.m. to two. I can definitely tell. Like by two o'clock, I am. Your wheels are the wheels are rolling down. Yeah. I guess that's kind of me too, actually, which is why both of us are here like burning the midnight fuel for us <laughs> at eight. But yeah, usually around two or three, around three, I'm pretty much, I'm donezo. And I can't have coffee anymore by that point. So I just have to power through. But. Power through. <laughs> power hour. Okay. Yes. So tell everybody about yourself. Tell us like what matters to you. What's important to you? What's your life like? Give us the quick and dirty, as they say. Okay. I love that question though, what matters to you? Cause I was like thinking about that. I'm like, oh, that's so deep. There's so many things that matter <laughs> to me. Um, my name is Coley Browning. I'm 24 years old. I will still be 24 when this episode comes out because I'm a, you Decem- will. yeah, I'm a December birthday. So like, I'm going to hold on to that while I can. Um, I am originally from the Midwest, um, mid-Missouri, grew up a small town girl in a town of like 200 plus people, so very, very tiny. I met my husband when I started working for his parents at a hardware store, and yes, it's basically, imagine Gilmore Girls where, um, oh my goodness, what is his name? Lorelai's dude. Um, Oh, Lorelai's dude, Luke. Yeah, Luke's Diner. Like, imagine Luke's Diner in its, like, original state of being a hardware Hardware store. store. That's the kind of place I worked at. And so um, I fell in love with my boss's son, who was in the Navy, and he brought me to Pensacola, Florida, and I... he. My husband, Chris, he was in the Navy and then he is still in the military because we just moved to the Air Force Reserves. But um, that's what brought us here. Now we're working, living, and still loving Florida and our Pensacola family. And even in this, throughout this time, I've also, I graduated from college last year. So I've been a student wow. for a while and I'm just kind of like figuring out my, uh, what adult life looks like year yes. out of college <laughs> and also still figuring out the military life, which is very weird always. I don't know very much about military life. I feel like we could get on a whole tangent about that, but mm-hmm. do you like it? I mean, what's like your general? Um, so it's interesting because when I was a young girl, my parents raised us to be very patriotic, my brother and I. Yeah. And I don't know exactly how it happened. I'm gonna probably blame Hollywood and the military <laughs> channel, but I just always knew that I love like men in uniform. I remember yes. even as a young girl, like writing prayers down of for people in that were serving, and then also prayers Aww. for my future husband. And I would always say things like, "Lord God, like I, I am called to be a military wife and a military spouse. Like I will go willingly." And what is oh. even crazy is that when I was a, I believe I was a senior in high school, um, I, yeah, I was a senior or a junior. My last few years of high school, I actually bought the big, a big poster of the um, New York Times Square kiss, where is the iconic, oh, yeah. fo- the iconic, iconic black and white photo of the Navy sailor kissing the nurse. Yes. Because of Victory Day, V-Day, you know, when World War II was ended. And what is insane to me is that I bought that and absolutely have loved that photo. And then years later, like recreated that 
that photo with my husband and I had no idea still. Like I didn't choose the Navy and it's very weird because where I'm from, like everyone has always joining the mil- joining the Marines or they're joining the Army. Right. So there's not... Not like, a lot of Navy people. Yeah, I mean... It's in the a, Midwest. Yes, it's a landlocked state. So there's yeah. no ports or anything. The Navy doesn't even recruit. Like, they never even came to my high school or anywhere. And so everyone's <laughs> like, how'd you find a sailor? And I'm like, it's God. Like, it was just the Lord. Had to be. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. So... You talked about kind of moving to Pensacola, which, yeah. by the way, I'm so jealous you get to live at the beach. That's mm. amazing. You're in Music City, so we can trade anytime. I would love there to live go. in Nashville as well. <laughs> that Well, yeah, that's true. Everyone says that. And it is cool to live in Nashville. But anyways, so tell us about the season of life you're in right now. Like you're out of college. Mm-hmm. Kind of dive into that season for us. Give listeners like a piece of that life Yeah. um, Well, something that I've really been feeling lately, if I could get very open and vulnerable, is that, okay, I feel feel really behind. So I graduated from college debt-free, but that also- Whoa. Yeah. I have have my bachelor's and I graduated debt-free. Like I'm very like- excited and grateful for that. Like it is, it it is a, it is a gift from God. Like I did not, I mean, I worked hard. Yes. But at the same time, like God really put that on my heart at a very young age too, that I was just really wanting to get it done and not have any student loans. So I just, I made some hard decisions and, um, God made it happen. And so, along with that though, I did take an extra year to graduate. So, um, that, and also just with this different circumstances that I'm in right now, which I'm learning to surrender like every day that I don't know what's <laughs> happening with my career. Um, yeah. It's just been hard for me. I think that I get caught in the lie of comparing myself to others, specifically girls and young women that um, specifically young women that just have more of a streamlined career where they're like, they get promotions, they get all of the like instant recognition. And I think like what the Lord's called me to is more of a creative field for right now. And right. also I live where my hands are wide open. Um, and I try to be where I, I try to pray every day and try to just to leave like it open to God. Like if this is something you want me to do, you have to be yeah. the one to make this happen. Like, and if it's something that you want to shut down, God, you have to be the one to close the doors. And I am just like fully relying on you. And so in terms of like doing things creatively with the podcast, doing a little bit of writing, doing some yes. like odd jobs, kind of like where I'm not, I'm not an RN who goes in and puts in these amazing hours and sees instantly like the life change that is happening before their eyes, you know, it's a different path. And I think that there's a lot of our friends who have that where God's called them to a place of where they feel like maybe they're a cog in the machine and they're not Mm. seeing any results and they're not seeing any fruits of their labor. And they're like, is it worth it? Like, is it worth where I'm at? And I can relate to that so much of just that unknown season where you're at and feeling like you're walking through a desert and God is yeah. is there, but he doesn't feel present where you're seeing like the harvest, you know? Yeah. So yeah. that's definitely where I feel like I'm at right now. 
but hmm. um, I love encouragement from you. We're talking about where faith grows <laughs> because that's also been a theme in my life of where yeah. I've really just seen God um, uh, in the small moments just say, you know, like you're just in a growing season, Coley. Like it's okay <laughs> to like, it is okay to be planted even in that desert sand that he's like, he's going to water it and do something and I have to trust in it. I love what you're saying about living with your hands like wide open because, and also I love your optimism. Like not that you're going, I mean, you know, you're just like, you know, it just is what it is and I can be planted here. And that's so true. I mean, like I, you know how I think because we have, I've interviewed for your show and Mm -hmm. I do think that anyone can make a difference in in whatever season of life they're in. But I just love your spirit of like, I'm going to take what comes next and I'm going to like turn it into harvest because... I do think that's a powerful way to live. But, and also, quick reminder, what did you major in in college? Oh, yeah. So I uh, studied uh, English literature. So I love to read. I love to write. You love to read and write. I do. I love that. I love to talk to people. I love to use words. So that's, it's always fun. But I mean, it is just kind of a struggle of like what I want to do with that and the things I yeah, it's just it's just figuring it out, and I think like a lot of people feel that way too, where they're just oh, every yeah. day just trying to figure it out. But you mentioned something about like holding your hands open, my your hands open, yes. which is a, what I just said. But uh, I, I think I just want to add to this also is like I am not perfect. Like it is a struggle. <laughs> like there are some days where I'm just like I want to hold on to the stupidest things, and God's just like Cole, oh, yeah. you you just have to give it up. But I think. Something along with that that I learned at a very young age, which sounds kind of braggy, which I'm not trying to appear braggy, but I remember like being 16 and just like having this thought of where I saw other teenagers like having this passion for like, I'm going to help like a homeless community or I'm going to do... I'm going to dig a well in in Zambia, you know, all these amazing things. And I just remember God giving me this picture of me with my hands wide open and I just remember like feeling like I'm not probably going to be a person who is going to have like a specific mission where I'm going Mm. to be like uh, drawn to a certain people group, which I am. There are certain people that like really God presses on my heart. But I think like I've always just kind of like wanted to partner with God and being like, whatever is the next best step is okay with me. Like just I'll reach out my hands wherever you want me to reach them. Oh, so yeah. it's it's looked different in different seasons. You know, like when my husband yeah. and I moved to Pensacola, we actually did help. We, uh, we, we did reach a homeless communities. And on Wednesday nights, we'd go out. No, check that. It was Monday nights. We'd go out on Monday. <laughs> nights and we would, we would help. Sorry, specific details are important to me. But we would go out on mend- Monday nights and like help the homeless community. And then right now it looks different because we lead a college group. And it's even in the simple things too. Like, I don't know. I just feel like there's so many things that are not glamorous and they're not sexy yeah. that God calls us to. And at the same time, like it's so needed just to be like that that arm, that arms wide open person, because that's, that stuff matters. You know, it doesn't have to look like you have to have a Kickstarter to get going. (laughs) You know, you can just go for it where he calls you to. Yeah. Well, and I also think like, um, Oh, I'm going to think, I just thought of a Bible story. Don't let me forget. I need to bring this up. But one thing that you're saying that's making me, that I think is important for people to hear is like, sometimes if we, if our journey doesn't look linear or if it Mm -hmm. doesn't seem like it has like quote unquote purpose to whatever, you know, we did in college or whatever our career 
career goals were, we feel like it's less important or that it doesn't matter. And that's not true at all. I mean, I majored in social work and then I taught high school math and then I worked at a music school and now I do this. And it's like, you know, I was able to have equal impact in all of those places. And some, but an outsider might look at my quote unquote career lineage and think, that doesn't make any sense. But, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes when we're just trying to be the hands and feet of Jesus and do the next right thing, it's not going to look like it makes sense to anyone else. And that's okay. That doesn't yeah. mean it's less important. And so like what you're saying, I think just so rings true of that because it's, yeah, you know, you majored in English and who knows what you would could have, would have done with that so many things. Or so what I things. can't, I can still do. I can still exactly. do Exactly. Yeah. You still have so much you know, time to do all these things. Mm-hmm. And, but it doesn't mean that you can't make an impact right now while you're in this season of, okay, what's next? Yeah. Like there's no, there, there's rarely waiting that doesn't include an opportunity to make an impact. Right. I guess if that sentence makes any sense. <laughs> no, it absolutely does. I'm curious, what's your Bible story that you're oh, going to share along yes. with that? I said, remind me, and then I already forgot about it. This is what happens to me at 830 at night, everyone. Um, okay, so the story, you know, do you know the story of the demoniac in the New Testament when um, they, the disciples, I can't even remember which disciples it is, but they meet him. Um, I think it's the Gerasian demoniac. Someone who knows the Bible really well is going to just lay me out in the comments. They're talking to us in their cars right now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It probably is not the Gerasian demoniac, but I, I, it seems to be thinking like that for me. But anyway, basically what happens is the disciples go and see him and people are like, yeah, don't go see that guy. He's insane. He has a lot of demons. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, they go and they cast the demons out and he tries to the demoniac or former demoniac at this point, I guess, tries to jump in the boat with them and go to where they're headed next. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, like, don't come with us. You need to go back home and tell your people there what has happened to you. And to me, that story has always just, it's an impactful story to me because we think it has to be big. Like we have to go, you know, to the ends of the earth and tell people about Jesus, or we want to go on this big adventure and tell people about Jesus. But sometimes it's just go back home and tell people about what has happened here. And that's the most impactful thing we can do. That just reminds me of what you're saying. And I love that. Yeah, I absolutely think that is, it's just so amazing how the word of God can be so like big like that, but at the same time, yeah. like so common because you know that the, that they felt like a, a call to like, to do something, you know, like yes. the Holy Spirit speaks <laughs> to us all the time. And so like, it's just being intentional and having that moment where you're just like, okay, I feel like a sense that I'm supposed to do something. Like, I feel yes. like there's a moment where I, yeah. And, it, and anytime you feel that, like, I just, encourage you to just in that moment, just be like, God, like, where are you going? What are you doing? How can I, like, what are, like, what do you want me to do right now? And I, in those moments always, which I'm sure that the disciples felt the same way is that it is always uncomfortable. If you're looking for the right moment to be (laughs) like, to stretch your arms out, it will not happen. It is the texture of resistance is always present when you go to do something for the kingdom. And I, mm. I don't mean that to sound harsh. I just mean it because it's my lived it experience yeah. and it's just true. Like anytime we do something for Jesus, it is always going to be against like 
the enemy. And the story that you just shared actually made me think of something that I shared, uh, not uh, that I shared, something that I had an experience with. um, And it was just so small and so random, but meant the world to me was I was walking into Sam's one time and I remember like walking past this truck. And again, like this is, please remember everyone, like remember stranger danger is a real thing. But also like (laughs) I, I just was feeling like really like compelled to do this. So I walked past this truck going into Sam's and I felt that tug. Like I felt that call where the Lord was like, you need to turn around and speak to that woman who is in her truck. And I ignored it for about 30 seconds. And I was going to be awkward. (laughs) Well, if anyone knows how Sam's is laid out, I made it to the jewelry department and I turned around and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'll go back. And I was like, if she's still there, God, I'll talk to her. And of course she was. She was there, but the, here's the crazy part about it. So like her window was down in her truck and her husband, I think was like loading something in the back. And I just was like, I just like, okay, like female is probably safe to go talk to. So I just went to, up to her and I was just like, hi, I'm sorry that this is weird. I just felt like <laughs> the Lord wanted me to come to tell you. And I don't even remember what I said. I think it was something that like, he, you're worth it. And that he's just like always with you and going to heal you or something. I don't remember what it was. It was something just very lighthearted and encouraging, but yeah. you know, like enough where it held weight where I felt like the Lord wanted me to do something. And the woman was blind. Like she was so blind. Like she could not like see me really. And I was just like, okay. Like she had enough where she could, I think like sense that some was there, but like, I just went up to her and just like started speaking life over her. And like her husband was so grateful that I said something like, and she was just an older woman. So I think like she probably loved having a young person just come up and give her attention. But she, but it like, no. So like, not only like, did I feel like, like the spirit was praised, like Holy Spirit was probably really proud of me in that moment. And, and, you know, like, but at the same time, like it poured into me so much because I was like, Mm. okay, God, like, even if I don't know what's going on, like in the middle of like crazy life, like I'm going to trust that your voice is sure. And I'm going to trust that it's stronger than anything that like is going around me. And so like, I, in this season of like growing and trying to figure out who I am, cause I'm still like trying to figure out who I am. I know Shauna Nequest like always talks about this. She's like that she wrote, I think she I wrote it her. was, I know, I think it was like perfect over present over perfect or yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the book with the little shoes, the Converse shoes. She talks about how she woke up every day in her twenties feeling like a different person. And I'm like, Shauna, you know me so well, but Same. in the middle, in the middle of that, I feel like God just giving me those little moments where um, even just sitting outside or, you know, I love, like I said, I love mornings. I get up early and just will sit on the couch and just be with Jesus. And I just love those moments. And if it were not for the voice of God, like, I don't know how people do it. Like, I just don't know how our friends do it because it is like my anchor. It is totally my anchor when things get crazy. But I love that. I love that, like, I loved moments like that where, you know, you get to just, like, speak life over someone. But at the same time, like, it's it wasn't even me. Like, it was it was the Holy Spirit, like, encouraged me. with like, Coley, like, you got this, you know? So that's, that was, it was such a fun experience. Yes. 
Well, and it just shows you that like the littlest things can have such a great purpose. And like you've held on to that even just, you know, and it's not like that happened yesterday. Okay, friends, 2020 has been a year. (laughs) And if you're anything like me, you are ready for some holiday cheer. It's officially Christmas time and we're celebrating here at Where Faith Grows with Christmas merch in our Etsy shop. We've got mugs, blankets, shirts, and more with the cutest holiday sayings and designs. So whether you're looking for a gift for a friend or a loved one or just something to get in the Christmas mood yourself, we have got it for you. Even better, when you shop with Where Faith Grows, you are not only supporting small business, but you're also supporting the mission of Where Faith Grows, which is to inspire and equip women to become kingdom influencers by finding their unique voice, worth, and legacy in Christ. Start shopping today by visiting Etsy.com and searching for the shop Where Faith Grows. I even have a coupon code just for you for being a friend of the show. Use code WhereFaithGrows and get 10% off your total order today. Okay, so you've talked about this season of just like waiting on the Lord and kind of feeling behind a little bit. Yeah. So tell us about what do you feel like? Well, first of all, this is a question I didn't plan to ask, but now I really want to know because I have felt behind in my life. And I think it's probably a common feeling that Christian women especially feel. Yeah. What What do you think has contributed to you feeling behind? Like, why do you think you feel behind? I'm really interested to know. Oh, um, they don't mean to at all, but I just, I have a lot of friends who are really successful. And I am <laughs> just like, I love yes. them and I'm so proud of them. And I want, and I'm cheering them on. And I genuinely am that girlfriend who absolutely celebrates and I'm so happy. Like, sure. and, and I... I, I can say that with a pure conscience, but sometimes when I just get to thinking about my own dreams and things yeah. that I'd like to see done that are just, they're just not on God's timeline yet. Yeah. And that's okay. But it is hard when I'm not sitting in front of a microphone and I am, you know, just went to a job interview that probably didn't go well, or I got news that was really hard. Like those are the moments that I feel it most. And I had a conversation with my counselor about that because I was just like, I just keep feeling like I am failing myself. I feel like I am putting these expectations on myself that are not meant to be there. And I think like probably like I don't want to blame like all of it on the culture because I truly blame the enemy for everything. But I would say that because we live in such a... blame. Yes, I was going (laughs) to say, but we do live in a very um, instant culture where things like we want this now, like... American dream, all of these things. And I, I think that sometimes has things to do with it, but it's also just an expectation that I've, I sometimes put on myself that I have to let go of. And so I was talking with my counselor and she was like, well, if to settle this, like, I think you're either going to have to figure out how to measure this, like, so that way you can see like you're accomplished or I think you need to let go of the measuring stick. And we both knew the true Mm. answer. And like the answer (laughs) was to let go of the measuring stick, you know, and just like surrender it to Jesus. And so it's just a constant thing that I just am doing. And I mean, I think all of us are doing like, we're not going to stop refining until the day we die, right? (laughs) Yeah, very true. It's going to be something that I will probably be doing until I'm 80 years old. And I'm okay with that because I want to depend on God so much for everything. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. 
it's easier that way, but also harder that way. <laughs> it is, but you know, it's worth it. Like I did, I feel like it's worth it. And I'm saying that because I've seen him be faithful in, in, in uncertain times. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm talking like, I'm like a, a very like seasoned person. I'm not, I just am like trying to like give encouragement <laughs> because I'm speaking to myself, honestly. Well, you know what? You are seasoned in this season and that's all it takes. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's good. Yes. Thank you. That's the thing that like I always try to remind myself and people is like, you know what? You only have to be one step ahead of one person to be able to teach them something. So you're Oh, that's you're, right. Yeah, that's true. You're that, well beyond that. <laughs> that. That is stewardship right there. That is good. Yeah. So I love what you said about the measuring stick. I think that we can all take that to heart a little bit. But what has this season of waiting and this whole concept of the measuring stick taught you about your faith. Okay, great. Um, I was hoping that you would <laughs> ask a question like this because there's a verse in the Bible that I absolutely love. So oh, I love during this. this time of where I've just have like been comparing myself to my own expectations and sure. comparing myself to like, oh, I thought I would be having a salary job by now. I thought I would be doing this by now. God, but this is, I didn't ask for this, but you're calling me to this. So I had uh, been thinking a lot about that and the measuring stick. And I felt like God just really like had given me good visuals of like growing, which is why I love the name of your podcast where faith grows. <laughs> and I love, I love all, of, all of the aesthetics that go with it. Cause this is a perfect conversation for Plants. like your, yes, for, for um, your podcast, which I love. So I purchased a jacket from my friend who is an artist and she has a company called Brave Witness Clothing and she paints prophetically. So like I gave her my Ooh. jean jacket and was like, please, like, please do what you do best, which is create. And so my jacket came back with a bunch of like blue um, flowers, like almost obnoxious because they're like all over the top of my shoulders hanging down and the words that she felt like God gave her were oh, just about growing and everything. And so I oh. really pressed into that because I'd felt like I wasn't growing. And it was just a good reminder of like that some things like have faster growth times than others. Like sometimes like mm. your heart's like your heart's a garden and God is always watering. Like he's always pursuing us. Right. But things just grow faster than others. So I took that like to the max, to the Lord. I was like, I feel like this is from you. Like, what do you want from this? And I felt like he wanted me to get in the book of Isaiah. So I started reading the book of Isaiah, which is an entire like prophetic book of just the yes. Lord speaking and like saying things that are going to happen. Because when you look at it, it is the most quoted book in the New Testament. It is the most old, old test quoted Old Testament book in the New Testament. There's tons of things talking about the oh, coming yeah. of Christ. Any of our friends, it is a great book to look into during the Christmas season because there's so much yes. about the, the telling of Jesus. But one of the things that I, one of the verses that I absolutely loved and clung to was in chapter six, where it says, um, chapter six, verse 13, and this is the NLT. It says, if even a tenth, a remnant survive, it'll be invaded again and burned, but a terebinth or oak tree leaves a stump when it is cut down. So Israel's stump will be a holy seed. So if you mm. look in the book of Isaiah, like it basically is like Isaiah hearing from the Lord talking about the judgment upon Israel, yeah. right? And this is him saying that Israel's going to be reduced to a burnt stump. 
But in the end, Yay. when we, when we, but in the end, when we look at it, like Israel is God's country, like He loves mm-hmm. Israel, and He says that it will be a holy seed, like that remnant. And so, when I've been feeling less than, I kept remembering like Israel, and I was like, okay, God, even though I might feel like a chopped tree, and not only chopped but burned <laughs> to the crisp. You're going to, you're going to use that. Like you used Israel. So like, Mm. why wouldn't you use a physical being that you created and you're, you know, like how many hairs are on my head and you like, my name is written on your hands. Like, so I know God that you have something for my life. And I believe that for all of our friends listening is that like, there are so many times when I feel like we feel like that we have been cut at the waist or like we have been backstabbed and we've been burned and we cannot go on any longer, but you are a holy seed. Like you are meant to do amazing things, not because of our own strength, but because of God. And so I, I love that. And I love how it talks about in Isaiah, like how that he will make a way through the desert. There's just so many things and, um, so many references to plants. Like, I feel like your people are going to love that book of Isaiah if they're not already there. But even (laughs) talking about like, you know, since this is the end of November, you know, it talks about in chapter 11, it says out of the stump of David's family, there it is like a stump again, out of the stump of David's family will grow a shoot. Yes. A branch bearing the fruit of the old root and the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him in the spirit of wisdom and understanding and the spirit of counsel and might. And that's like talking about the coming of Jesus, you know, Yeah. Um, Yeah. that's that's chapter 11. Sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I um, love that. I think that's amazing. Like it is amazing the metaphors that God uses with growing plants. So I'm grateful for the work that you do, Laura. Like seriously, (laughs) it is, it is awesome. And I have been someone who's directly benefited from your encouragement and the (laughs) stories that your friends share. So I'm excited. Yes. I love it. Well, I love the story that you're sharing. I think it's so (laughs) honestly, like when you're talking about reading the book of Isaiah and like how that has felt during this season of your life. Oh, man, it just—I relate to this so much and have in different seasons of my life. And, like, listeners, you're probably going to think I'm really weird after I say what I'm about to say, but I'm a very visual person, and a lot of Mm -hmm. times when I pray— I don't want to go so far as to say I have visions because I think that that sounds very, like, woo, but I'm just very visual, and I I see things as I pray. And when— Something that's very recurring for me is when I pray, I like, I visualize myself meeting with Jesus in a garden. And it's like not a garden that I've ever seen in real life before, but it is the same every time. It's almost like that's kind of like our place that we meet in my head. (laughs) And like I said, you guys are going to think I'm weird after this, but I have to share it because it's true. So during, I guess it was probably, I'm trying to think of when it was. It was this year, I guess, maybe in like, no, you know, it might have been last year. Henry was very little, um, like an infant, very infant baby. And I was just, it was a tough, tough season for me because I felt like exactly what you're saying. It was like, I didn't feel like I had, I didn't feel like I had purpose. I was like, I don't know who I am anymore. I feel like I'm just a mom. Like, (laughs) I felt like I had lost sight of my own dreams Mm -hmm. and goals, and I felt very stagnant, very behind, all those things that you're describing. And I vividly remember praying for the first time in what had probably been a long time because I just was 
you know how it gets. You just like don't even want to pray sometimes. And that's yeah. just the truth. But I was having one of those moments and I was like, I'm going to pray. I'm going to force myself to. And as soon as I started praying, I so vividly saw myself walking mm-hmm. into our place, but it was desolate. It was like, there was nothing there. It was dead, like a desert. All the trees were dead. Everything was dead. And I cried. I mean, I openly cried and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like I let this place die. And Aww. he he so vividly said to me, like, there's there are times in my life when I just know it was the Lord speaking to me. And this was one of those moments. And he very clearly said to me, I will still show up here. Oh, and wow. it just like broke me. <laughs> I was so, I mean, like I just cried and cried because, but it's exactly what you're saying. It's exactly what you're reading in Isaiah too. It's such, it's so the truth. He doesn't stop showing up in the times when we feel behind or in the times when we feel desolate or in the times when we feel like we're not on time. You know, he continues to show up and plant seeds in those spaces. Mm-hmm. And I just love what you're saying about that. It's so p- perfect and beautiful. <laughs> Well, same for you. Like, do not be ashamed of the of how God is. God is creative. He loves to give he us is. pictures. So share them anytime. I love that. Two more questions I want to ask you before we move on to the fun. One is, what great words of wisdom do you have for other women who are feeling like you're feeling, who are just kind of in that season of waiting or a season of feeling really behind mm-hmm. or a season of just feeling like, I don't know what's next or who I want to be. What What is your advice for them? Right. A friend of mine, her name is Tracy Shinnick. She wrote an amazing Bible study called Watch the Ramparts. And she is just always about getting to the root of the issue, right? So, yes. uh, so I just kind of adapted from that study, just mm. like learning how to define like why we feel what we feel. So I would say that if you are in a season where you're feeling behind, you need to get to the root of what it is because you can break it down almost to just where God can like speak to it just so clearly. Like for example, um, you know, like here's an example of like what, this is something that I use. Like what there was one time and again, like tailor this to your season of, of like why you feel something. So like whatever statement where you're like, I feel behind, well, why do you feel behind? And continue to ask yourself questions. Like there was one time in a situation where I had, where I, um, was so scared that my family would just like dissipate. And it, I mean, that's kind of military culture. I feel like a lot of people come sometimes feel that way, but I was feeling it very extra a couple of years ago. And I took that statement where I was like, I am scared that I'm going to lose everyone. And also my brothers mm-hmm. in the army. So that also, I think like that's something that was really sure. heavy too. Cause he was getting ready to go on deployment. And so I just broke it down. I was like, okay, well, I am feel like I'm going to lose everyone because I'm scared that I'm not going to be in control. And mm. I'm scared that I'm not going to be in control because I'm having like where I'm afraid that I'm going to have to do things alone, right? You know, and then yeah. like I broke that. Well, why am I afraid I'm going to have to do things alone? Well, I'm afraid that I'm going to live without joy. And that was like wow. the, the key thing. Like, and I was like, well, why am I afraid that I'm going to live without joy? And I'm like, oh, I, I'm afraid that God's not going to provide. And that was it. You know what I mean? So it wasn't even the fact that I was going to lose my family. It was more of the fact that I was... much deeper. Yeah. Like I was afraid that God was not who he said he would be for me. And that Mm. was it. So 
I think it can be just as simple as getting out a journal, writing exactly what you're feeling, and then just continuing to draw those circles of just saying like, well, if I do feel this way, why do I feel this way? And if I feel that way, like, why do I feel that way? And you'll figure out like what measuring stick you've been measuring with and what it points to. Wow. So grab a cup of coffee. It does take a while and (laughs) bring your tissues because God will point to it so specifically. But that's what I recommend doing. That is such great advice. That's also really practical advice. That's like, okay, listeners, you don't have an excuse now because she told you exactly what to do. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Okay, before we go on to something fun, because you've said lots of great things and I want it to ring true. So I want to like put a bow on this. Um, But you have a podcast. So briefly, tell us about your podcast and then how can we support you? Oh, okay. You're so kind. Thank you so much for sharing. (laughs) Like, I love that you offer and link arms with other women and support them. Like, you are my girl. Well, this will all be in the show notes for everyone who's listening. Coley's podcast is amazing, especially because I'm about to be on it. That's not true. I'm sorry. That was a joke. (laughs) No. (laughs) But really. (laughs) Represent double L. Double L. Go for it. I'm going to say like L's. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes. And yes, I am so looking forward to sharing your episode. It's so much fun. You guys have to go do a, <laughs> do a little swapsies and yeah. listen to Miss Laura Lambert. Um, so, okay. Oh, the podcast. Okay, so my podcast is called Still With You. And this comes from Psalms 139.18. It just says, um, in the morning when I wake up, like, I am still with you. Um, and I mm. just love that verse I always have because I feel like God is one of those friends who like never gives up on us. And I just, I want to be that friend. Like I want to be the person Mm -hmm. where if you don't see me in six years, I just want to be like, Hey, pick up right where you left off. Like, how are you doing? Like leave. Like I didn't, I don't like to give up on friendships no matter what comes in between. And I'm not saying I'm perfect because I have not (laughs) been perfect, but that is my heart. And that's kind of where the podcast started. I moved to Pensacola and had some coffee dates with some friends and was like, oh my goodness, like, wow, you have an incredible story. You should meet my other friend who lives in Missouri. Or have you met the girl who lives across the street? Because like, she has a very similar story to you. And I just kept collecting these stories. And I was just like, Mm -hmm. God, what do you want me to do with this? And I bought a microphone for yeah you did yeah like I bought a microphone at Best Buy and just said okay God what do you want me to do and so I just figured out how to start going yep I just jumped in and since it's been so fun I've had some amazing friends I love finding people who you're like oh if I I can only like have this conversation with you over your dinner table and I'm like please come in front of a mic and like tell me this so we can share but then also we've had some really well-known people like um just I've had some different artists Christian artists that have come on the show and I've had some authors and um probably some mutual friends of ours honestly if we're if we're talking Instagram but yes you know (laughs) so like I just go where the Lord calls like if it's a name that is not well known I'm like you know what, God, like you see them and their story matters. So like, I'm going to share it. And then if it's one of our friends who's just like out there killing it very very (laughs) publicly, I'm like, their story matters too. Cause there's a lot of stuff that people in the public eye have that is not shared. You know, that is basically probably like the unglamorous parts that God uses in their life. And I'm, I'm all about uncovering that. So I just say that it's inspiring golden stories shared with genuine friends is 
for about our faithful God is how I describe still with you. So you'll never get something that's too heavy. It's just more of like, Hey, tell me a little bit about your story. And like, where is God not giving up on you? I love that. Oh, I love that. I, I want to listen to every single episode from the very beginning. <laughs> okay, so to wrap up, final question. I ask it to everyone. It's kind of just a fun one. Tell me about yes. three things you love right now. And it doesn't have to be like a tangible thing. It could be it could be a product or it could just be like an intangible thing. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to go serious and then I'm going to go really lighthearted, okay? So my Perfect. serious one that because this is, again— is falling in November. This is the ultimate Christmas gift and it is so much fun. I'm probably a little bit too much of like a Becky Bible Bee nerd. Like I love the Bible, <laughs> but I don't care. Like I am, I love to read. I love the word of God. So, um, Becky Bible Bee. Uh, <laughs> I've never well, heard that. Well, a friend of mine introduced the John MacArthur study Bible to me and yes. I absolutely love it. It is, I will, I, I usually keep a link to it in my bio. So I'll just, I'll put it back up there if it's not already there. So just all of our friends can find it. But it it is, I think it's $39 on Amazon, but it is the best investment because it breaks down every single verse to a very simple form where if you're like, why is it saying this about an oxen? Or why is it (laughs) saying this about like new wine and the crushing of figs or whatever? You know, like I'm like, what, what does that mean? Well, it just breaks it down so simply to you that it's kind of dummy awesome. proof. And I love, love yeah. So that is a life hack forever. So the John MacArthur study Bible cannot get enough of that. Yes. Um, okay. Second thing. Um, I have been loving college football right now, which oh, is new. Yes. Wait, are you a vault? Are you the balls? Yes. Like, do you, Tennessee oh, that's balls awesome. all day. Yes. I love that I mean, color orange. Sad to love the ball, so we don't love to win, unfortunately, but that's okay. Okay, so tell us about yours. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. I'm not on a winning team either. I love the Missouri Tigers, and it's interesting because I've never really been a football girl until I moved down south where everyone just talks about it all the time, and I always, I always <laughs> say that, like, I love it because I think I love, like, the drama. I love, like, the team rivalries, and I love... I love, I just, I just love the matchups. I love getting hyped for something. And MLB is kind of where I usually like stake my claim. Like I love major league baseball all the time, but the games are so consistent every single night that I'm like, they are. I, I just love to have something to look forward to on Saturday. So this year has felt like such a gift because every week feels like a bowl week. I'm like, Yes, like give me all of yes. the SEC rivalries every weekend. So I love it. Love so that. Co- college football has been a major perk <laughs> for sure. I love that. And finally, um, I, okay, every time I put on this lip gloss, I literally like am like, this is my proclamation that one day we will no longer have to wear masks. So okay. I, <laughs> so I have <laughs> this lip gloss that's, it's like from Ulta. It's called Buxom, B-U-X-O-M. Um, okay. I will send you the link, Laura, but Please I got, do. I got the, buy some. I got the Dominique white clear. I think it's just clear, no clear diamond. Sorry. So I got the Dominique clear diamond sparkle and it is a plumping lip gloss. So it makes Ooh. your lips like tingle a little bit. And I have very medium sized lips, like very thin lips. So I don't have a lot of like give there. So like, I love when they like plump them a little bit. Cause I'm like, Oh, I love just like the look of like bigger lips. 
Okay, you won't that get sounds like, amazing. Yeah, you won't get like Kylie Kardashian or Kylie Jenner or whatever her name is. Like you will not get her size of lips, obviously. That would I'm be dangerous. Dangerous. <laughs> yes, that would be dangerous. Although her lips are lovely. But she it, has it's amazing just, lips. Yes, it's just enough that you're kind of like, ooh, I'm like feeling fancy. So I absolutely love that. And it was so funny because the other day I was speaking on a panel at church and I was I just got my buxom lip gloss and I was putting it on. And my friend, he's a college basketball coach, and he was like, saw me doing it. And I was like, do not judge. I was like, this is my one time not to wear a mask. Like, do not judge me. You gotta milk it. Yes, he was teasing me about that. He was like, okay, Coley, you're being extra. And I was like, I don't care. I really don't. I wouldn't care either. (laughs) I don't blame you one bit. Yeah. So yes, that is my my three things that I'm I'm loving. And I love that question. It's so fun to be asked that. I have said this a few times and I always want to give credit where credit is due. My one of the first podcasts I got into and loved was Jamie Ivey's The Happy Hour. And I love her podcast. And she asks that question at the end of her podcast. And I, when I decided to start a podcast, I was like, you know, to pay homage to Jamie Ivey for being the first podcast I got into and that really kind of started this journey for me, I'm going to ask that question too. So I always do. And I love it. <laughs> Look at you, like supporting others. I love that. Yeah, she's great. She's a queen. She has a great podcast, but I love your story. Thank you for sharing it. Thank you for being vulnerable, sharing this time in your life, and just for being a hero, Coley. We love you. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Thank you for having me, and friends, stay here. This is such a good place to grow, and I, Els, you're the best. You are awesome. Thanks for having me. (laughs) That's going to be my new nickname. Holy, thank you for your encouraging spirit, your willingness to share so openly and honestly, and your words of wisdom. It was such an honor to share your story and to hear your heart. I loved when Coley gave that practical advice at the very end of this episode about breaking down our fears and worries to the root. I love this straightforward way to root out the underlying cause behind our feelings when we feel behind or even when we're just feeling anxious, alone, or lost. She said, you'll figure out what measuring stick you've been measuring with and what it points to, and I just love that. Because... Often, I think we feel behind because there's something beneath the surface that is really bothering us that needs to be discovered and weeded out. And I can't wait to try this process for myself. Coley had such beautiful things to say here in this episode, and I hoped you loved this one as much as I did. For everyone listening, I can't wait to meet you back here next time. Today's show music was created by Nick Petrov. Additional music and editing are by Aaron Trimble, and show notes are by yours truly. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for joining me, everyone. If you love Where Faith Grows, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and give it a thumbs up. I sure am glad to have you join me in this space where we can explore faith and all the places it grows together. Have a wonderful week, friends. I'll see you next time on Where Faith Grows.